Welcome to another bonus DC Fandom episode of Geekology 101. Let's chat a little bit about Zack Snyder's Justice League. During DC Fandom, we got a teaser released for the film, uh, as well as, you know, a couple of important announcements from Zack Snyder himself. Now, um, I don't know if this can be called a trailer, really, because it doesn't have any kind of story or script to it. It's not a... Uh, sequential in any sense it's very much a teaser but a teaser with a very very important mission so of course we've talked about before in the podcast what has led to this point uh the dc fandom panel with Zack snyder centered a lot around how incredible it is it is that this thing is even happening you know he had several fans a couple of fans that were um in great part responsible for beginning and 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 prolonging the hashtag release the Snyder cut movement that led to Warner Media wanting to bring this thing to life Zack Snyder's real vision to life through HBO Max now the important thing that this trailer is achieving is letting us know what Zack Snyder has been saying all along with proof. So in a big, big nutshell, the drama surrounding the Justice League, which came out some years back, is that Zack Snyder, unfortunately, lost his daughter while he was producing Justice League while he was creating Justice League he had already shot all his footage it was going to go into post-production and right at that moment is when his daughter loses her life he decides to pull out from the project uh DC and Warner Brothers bring along someone to replace him in the form of Joss Whedon Joss Whedon doesn't just take Zack Snyder's vision and ushers it to life he creates his own vision using part of what Zack Snyder had already shot and doing a ton of reshoots. So he creates this weird hybrid Frankenstein film that bombed at the box office. Or I don't know if it bombed financially necessarily, but public opinion, fan opinion, uh, has been predominantly horrible to this film. It wasn't a cohesive vision. It was a mess. It was thrown together in a really odd way. It was two very different directors blended into one film. It did not work. So, the fans began the uproar. Hashtag release a Snyder Cut because it became known very soon that the film that we actually saw in theaters was not at all what Zack Snyder had intended. That led to this point that we are right now where it was announced that um, HBO Max, that's where Zack Snyder is going to be able to bring his vision to life. Now, another very important thing that happened during that panel is that Zack Snyder cleared up what the format is that we're going to be seeing this thing. And this is extremely exciting because he said this is not going to be just one, uh, a two-hour film or something like that. This is going to be a four-part story. <laughs> this is going to be a four-hour film, guys. Four one-hour episodes, essentially, a mini-series or a film broken up into four parts, however you want to see it. The point is that Zack Snyder is going to be able to really take advantage of everything that he'd shot. He's not going to have to have the typical constraints 
of a theatrical release where you can't keep somebody in a seat for four hours. I mean, you can, but, you know, good luck with the feedback afterwards. Um, he's going to be able to take his time telling the story. And the fact that it can even be a four-hour film, a four-hour story, to me, is mind-blowing. Because that means that this is the wealth and the amount of content that this man had already shot. And so let's talk now about this trailer, because this trailer does the, the incredible task of showing us completely new scenes. The trailer runs for about two and a half minutes. And I can very safely say that none of what I saw in this trailer I had seen in the film. There's a couple of scenes that are somewhat similar, but it seems like they're going to be other versions or additional footage of certain scenes that we may have seen in the original, uh, in the original theatrical release. But man, I'm talking about two and a half minutes of just short clips of very different scenes, characters that we didn't see at all in the theatrical version, chief among which is the villain. <laughs> so amongst the things that uh, Joss Whedon decided to change for his version of Justice League, the theatrical cut, was who the actual villain of the film was. We saw Steppenwolf become the, the primary antagonist in the film, when Zack Snyder's vision was for the villain to be Darkseid, who was, of course, you know, Steppenwolf's boss, right? So right away, as soon as the trailer opens, who do we see? <laughs> we see Darkseid in all his glory. And we see him swinging this gigantic weapon, some sort of stabbing or uh, impaling weapon onto the ground. We see Superman being blasted with some sort of electricity. Uh, we see a, a panning zoom-in shot uh, through the dark, the, the nightmare, that uh, post-apocalyptic world that Bruce Wayne saw during a dream in the Justice League movie, or rather in Batman versus Superman, that was never followed up on. And now we're seeing that world. We see the Justice League, the... the, the uh, uh, Justice League logo along an arch that used to belong to the Justice League, uh, uh, you know, headquarters, all crumbled on the ground, desert everywhere. Uh, we see some parademons flying through in that same landscape. Then we see Wonder Woman walking into what looks like, you know, some kind of ruin or a Corinthian building. Uh, she walks in and she sees what appears to be that same weapon that Darkseid was holding at the beginning of the trailer. We see uh, Bruce Wayne, arms crossed, dark look on his face. Like, you know, that's something new. But uh, arms crossed, looking at a hologram of Superman. Interested to see what this is about. Uh, we see Aquaman in the rain, walking out of some sort of tavern with a liquor bottle in hand, walking towards the ocean, raging ocean, takes off his shirt, about to dive in. We see Victor Stone um, in a football game. Of course, Victor Stone, who becomes Cyborg, he used to be a star football player. This is known from the cartoons and the comics. Here we're seeing him in action. We saw this actually in the trailer the original trailer before all these changes were made to the theatrical version, but this never showed up on film. Um, so we see Vic Stone, cool, slow motion, very Zack Snyder-ish kind of shot of him dodging a player. Uh, then we see Superman going into what I think is the spaceship that he originally visited to get his, you know, Superman swag on. Uh, but this time Superman is wearing the black suit um, that is 
representative of the iconic black suit that Superman wore when he returned from the dead after his death in the comics. Um, we see Wonder Woman talking to a little girl. Um, they're wearing kilts, I think. So I'm assuming this is somewhere over in Scotland or something like that. Uh, we see Flash running out of a store, uh, some kind of convenience shop, and he saves somebody's life. I don't know if this is supposed to be Iris West, saves her from a crashing vehicle, a rolling vehicle. But we have enough of a pause on the woman's face after she's saved by uh, Flash, by Barry Allen, that it makes me think that she might be Iris West or some other uh, potential love interest that ends up developing for him. Uh, we see a graveyard where uh, Vic Stone, where Cyborg, is digging into a grave perhaps his father's grave later on in the in the trailer we see his father being disintegrated apparently by a mother box uh martha wayne visiting lois lane in her apartment i guess in metropolis we see some steps with aquaman's trident and some armor water flowing down it this is a conversation that we uh saw between mira and arthur curry that took place inside this bubble that she created inside the water um, where she's, uh, I believe this is where she's trying to tell him that, you know, Atlantis needs him, but he doesn't want to answer that call. He eventually did, of course, in the Aquaman movie, but this is before that point. So, um, yeah, so he fades away into the water and Mira's staring at him. I think she's staring at his tattoos, thinks he's, uh, you know, all good looking and whatnot. Anyway, we see this panning shot that we got a little teaser of from Zack Snyder a couple of weeks back, where it's basically, again, post-apocalyptic world. Ground is cracking open. Lava starting to come out. Spaceships blasting down into the ground. Panning shot. Zooming in. Uh, basically right over Darkseid. Then we see a dude who, I forget his name, but he's one of Darkseid's collaborators over on uh, the land, the planet of Apocalypse where Darkseid lives. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's that guy. Uh, we see Vic Stone, Cyborg, kind of limping, all weird. Not sure what that's about. Flashes in the background looking really worried, really concerned. Um, a shot from very far away of Superman hovering over some buildings. We see Lois Lane uh, staring up, presumably, at Superman. Next comes that shot of the mother box being hit with some kind of laser, and that's where we see Vic Stone's dad... Um, Dr. Stone or whatever, uh, looks like he's disintegrating, being dusted. Maybe Thanos got him. Who knows? Themyscira, I think. Some Amazons, the Queen uh, Hippolyta is her name, I think. She's uh, walking out of a cave or whatnot. Could be when uh, Steppenwolf goes and steals the stuff. Then we see the arrival of Steppenwolf. I think this is the arrival of Steppenwolf uh, in Themyscira. Steppenwolf, let's pause here for a second. Looks very different from what we got in the theatrical release of the Justice League, because Steppenwolf wasn't supposed to be, in Zack Snyder's vision, the end villain. He wasn't supposed to be the main antagonist. So in making him the main antagonist, Joss Whedon, whoever else, whatever bigwigs at Warner Brothers and DC decided, we're going to take uh, Darkseid out of the picture, make this guy the main villain, they gave him a face. I would imagine that the decision to give him a face was due to the fact that now he was becoming the main villain, right? And it's very difficult to carry an entire film with a faceless villain. And the villain that we're seeing here, or rather the version that we're seeing of Steppenwolf, is very similar to the version that we get to see in 
it's either a deleted scene or it's one of the scenes that is added on for Batman versus Superman, the ultimate edition, um, which is a much better, more complete version of that film. If you've never taken the time to check it out, if you're, if you've got HBO max, HBO max right now, as of the recording of this part of this episode has both versions. It has the theatrical version of Batman versus Superman, and it has the ultimate edition Check out the Ultimate Edition if you haven't yet. It adds on, I think it's something like half an hour more of content. And it uh, gives you glimpses into things that we weren't able to see in the theatrical version of Batman vs. Superman. Now, Steppenwolf appeared in a very similar form to what we're seeing in this Zack Snyder's Justice League teaser to Lex Luthor. And he was apparently speaking to Lex Luthor about everything that was to come, about the arrival of Darkseid. And this is where Lex Luthor starts to lose his mind. And when at the end of Batman v Superman, Lex Luthor is in, the, is in his prison cell, Batman pays him a visit, and then Batman disappears and he leaves. Lex Luthor is yelling through the prison cell, you know, it's too late. Uh, ding dong, ding dong, the bell has rung, he's on his way, something along those lines, and he's talking about Darkseid. These are the things that Steppenwolf, looking like a very similar version of what we see in this teaser, was telling him in the Kryptonian ship. So, we see the Steppenwolf, he arrives, looks really dope, really badass, some kind of organic technological suit armor thing going on with him, it just looks... Very cool. Um, a shot of Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Cyborg ready for battle. We see what looks like some flashes in the sky. This is a very interesting scene. Some flashes in the sky. It almost looks like if there's uh, somebody or more than several people. If you hear it clicking, by the way, it's just me tapping my keyboard because I'm looking at these scenes as, we, as I speak. It, it looks like from looking from the ground up, you have some people standing around, and then in the sky, there's just lightning and thunder happening, and it looks like there's two individuals fighting. My theory, that is Flash and Superman fighting at super speed. If you remember, in the theatrical cut of Justice League, we have that scene where Superman comes back to life. The, guy, the Justice League uh, members bring him back to life. He's not himself. He's feeling a little weird. He's having a weird day. You know, he was just dead a minute ago. Now he's alive. He's perceiving Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Cyborg as threats. All three of them are trying to attack him, trying to get him to calm down, rather. And while the three, while he's holding off all three of them simultaneously, Flash is running around at hyperspeed, and he's running around to try to get him from behind, and suddenly, at his same speed, Superman turns around and starts staring at him. <laughs> and we never see much happen from there except for the, the race at the very end of the movie, the post credit scene or whatever it was, where they take they start off uh, you know, a version of the very famous Superman versus Flash race around the world sort of thing. So um, I think that this is a, a battle that we didn't see in the theatrical version between Flash and Superman, just judging by the speed that those characters are moving at. Uh, then we have some parademons hitting the dope Batmobile from uh, the Justice League movie. We have what seems like Superman in the black suit uh, hitting uh, Steppenwolf. 
Screen goes dark. Batman is getting shot by some parademons. He's stopping them with whatever gauntlet it is that he's wearing on his uh, bat armor. Um, we see Flash. This is really interesting. We see this scene of Flash in this kind of like desolate land. Um, everything around them looks like it's vibrating. Very strong winds. Light is emanating from one side and from the other. Electricity flashing by him. I'm guessing that what we're seeing in that scene is the speed force. Now, another important thing that Zack Snyder said, someone asked him without giving any spoilers, what is one important thing that we're going to see in this film that we didn't see in the theatrical cut? And Zack Snyder's answer was something along the lines of Flash. Flash is going to be instrumental to this film, instrumental to moving the story forward, and he mentioned something about the Speed Force, his access to the Speed Force playing a big part. There's something that was never paid off in, in the Justice League movie that was teased and begun, begun during Batman v Superman. When Bruce Wayne has the nightmare, which is that vision of the future while he's sleeping in the Batcave, he has his vision of the future, a future where Superman is corrupt, a future where he is leading a kind of underground resistance against Superman. The world looks like it was destroyed by Darkseid. A big Omega sign uh, somewhere out in the horizon or in the, on the ground or something like that. When that happens, Bruce Wayne wakes up and suddenly he's being visited by Barry Allen wearing a kind of extra armor around his Flash armor. And he tells him something like, Bruce, you were right about him. Lois, she's the key to all of it. And then he says, I'm too late, aren't I? And he says, find us, Bruce, find us. And then he goes away. Again, this is in Batman versus Superman. So when the when Batman v Superman ends, that's where Bruce Wayne essentially takes on the mission of uniting the, uh, the Justice League, uniting these superhuman people. And he tries to get Diana, Wonder Woman, to help him in recruiting them. So we're most likely going to finally see the payoff to that scene, to that visit from Barry Allen through the Speed Force in Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. So I'm very excited about that. We see um, the uh, Kent farm over in Smallville, and we see the scene between Superman uh, after he comes back to life, presumably, hugging Martha uh, Kent and... Uh, and Lois Lane out in the cornfield. Now, this looks very familiar. We saw a very similar scene, but this is not the same scene. Look at his lips. Enough said. Um, he's hugging them. He's happy. We see Vic Stone wearing his jacket from whatever football team it is that he was in, Metropolis or something. And there's a ton of missiles, I guess, that were aimed at him, and he kind of redirects and pauses them in the air, midair redirects him to hit somewhere else. Very interesting. Then we see what looks like some kind of an Atlantean officer or something like that. I'm not sure who that's supposed to be. It doesn't look like Ocean Master. It doesn't look like Aquaman. Uh, but he's fighting off parademons with a dope trident. Uh, we see Vic Stone, Cyborg, keeping a cop from getting smashed by a car that's uh, being hurled at him. Flash, with much lightning around him, running in that weird way that they decided to make him run in this film. And then we see another shot that we had never seen before, which is basically the entire Justice League, Cyborg, Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all standing in a single line as the 
I forget what this thing was called, Nightcrawler or whatever, some kind of the transport that Batman used in the Justice League. As that is approaching, backing up closer to them, opening up a compartment in the back to let them in. Then we see the logo for the Justice League movie with hashtag the Snyder Cut underneath. And logo fades onto a scene that, again, we have not seen before. This is Barry Allen, Arthur Curry. This is Diana. This is uh, Cyborg. And this is Bruce Wayne in the Batcave. And they're talking. And Barry's saying, this guy has conquered this many worlds, destroyed this many worlds. And Batman's answer is, I don't care how many hells he's gone through, how many worlds he's conquered. He's never faced us. United. Man. (laughs) You know, considering the fact that the entire promotional campaign for the Justice League before everything happened with Zack Snyder's family, his daughter, considering the fact that that entire campaign was all about uniting the seven, uniting the Justice Leagues, the Justice League characters, or Justice League members, rather, it makes so much sense, this conversation that we see there at the end. It makes so much sense. And it's almost like, I have to imagine that (laughs) Zack Snyder, you know, assembled this cut of this teaser Wanting to let us all know, like, hey, all the stuff that I've been saying this entire time, that there was a re- there was a completely entire entirely different movie shot that was not used. I wasn't joking. Here are little tiny pics <laughs> from all, all that content that was never used, and then ending it with that scene, which brings back that whole concept of uniting the seven. It, it brings it together, man. It, it's almost like... I almost feel like I'm going to be able to ignore the theatrical version of the Justice League, which, frankly, I already, I already do pretty much. And I will be able to pick up from the excitement that I had when I knew that the Justice League was coming, that it was going to be Zack Snyder's third entry into the story that he began with Man of Steel, continued with Batman v Superman. I can continue now with that excitement. Because I'm going to get four hours of the vision from the man who brought this world to life, essentially. I, I couldn't be happier, guys. Um, very exciting. DC Fandom has not let us down. It has shown so much awesome content. I mean, there's more that we got to talk about in some DC Fandom bonus episodes. We got a Wonder Woman trailer where we finally saw Cheetah. We got an awesome... Uh, panel hosted by The Rock where he talks about Black Adam, the JSA from the Black Adam movie. Um, We got an incredible trailer released for a new Batman world game created by uh, WB Montreal Video Game Studios. We got a trailer for the new Rocksteady video game called Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. What a great trailer. Oh, man. Um, and, and and several things more. Uh, I think DC Fandom, I don't know exactly how the virtual version of Comic-Con did, but DC Fandom was kicking some butt, man. It really did an incredible job, and uh, I'm really glad that I had it playing the entire day just there, kind of in the background. I joined for the panels that I was very excited for. So, so cool. Uh, We'll be putting out a couple more episodes, bonus episodes, 
just giving some reactions. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a couple of those with Joshua here next to me. But um, yeah, hey, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Check out the Justice League teaser trailer. Uh, pause it. You got to pause it like every second because the, the clips are so short. Um, but it, again, it's so much new content teased all within these two and a half minutes. So go check it out if you haven't. Let us know what you think. You can write us at g101podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, go ahead and shoot us a message on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at g101podcast, geekology101.com for all things Geekology 101 related. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace, people. Been neutralized. Game over.